3: just a game um thanks for well that's the old kevin Pollock chat show if you if you're a podcast aficionado you'll get that reference uh welcome it is uh show number three here on the nation network i am rob kerr so glad you could spend a little time with us uh very excited uh somebody wrote in and said you know what the show needs more eye candy. Needs more <laughs> eye candy. So we went out and recruited eye candy. Uh, hockey legend Perry Barazan is with us here. Former Flame, San Jose Shark, uh, Minnesota North Star. Uh, the, uh, at the professional level, St. Albert. You were drafted out of St. Albert, I were was, you not?
0: I was a St. Albert Saint. You were drafted by NHL by, draft
3: pick. Right. And then went to North Dakota. Then went to North Dakota. Then went to North, North Dakota. North Correct. Dakota. Third round pick by the Flames. Yes. Right? Actually. Big yes. bonus at the Third, third round,
0: round pick, but second pick. Because they didn't have a second round pick. Oh! Makes me feel better.
3: So if we were having that conversation, (laughs) you really like a second round
0: pick. Kind
3: of. And actually, you're darn near a first round pick now. (laughs) That's <laughs> right, true. like at fifty five. Few,
0: uh you were fewer teams for that. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: yeah, you're you're almost a uh, first, the first round. round pick. Very, very, yeah, very yeah. close to being a first <laughs> round pick. Of course, a huge part of uh the Flames alumni and the uh, man who uh, has scored the single biggest goal in the history of the Calgary Flames. We might even get into that in a little while. Sure. Uh on this program. Uh also on this program, scheduled to talk to uh Hall of Famer. Uh, and from the athletic, Eric DeHatchuk.
0: Love Eric. When's the
3: last time you talked to Eric? When's the last time you would have bumped uh, into Eric?
0: I think we had we do this Bolumbos lunch probably once a year. Yeah, and it would have been last year something. Better. Okay, um, but I uh, yeah, any time with Eric is always good time.
3: It is. He's going to be a regular contributor here with us, uh, but uh, because it's our first week, it's our first visit. Did you or did you not get a chance to see the uh, what do they call it? Uh, the NHL '99, a project ranking the greatest players in modern NHL history. It ran for a couple of months on the Athletic.
0: I did, and I heard about it. In fact, um, uh, we're a bunch of the alumni guys together. Right. Uh, Joel Otto brought it up and said, "Are you guys following this? I'm captivated. Yeah. Like this is such good conversation to figure out whether someone from modern—they're all modern—supposed to be modern players, yeah, considerably modern, yeah, but." the, the conversations are endless right. with this list. So, uh, Eric being a part of it, of course, brings it a ton of credibility, um, to the process because I know he's all about that. And, uh, boy, I think lots of people have spent hours talking about this list. They have, um,
3: Tam, can I get a little more of my own volume in my headset, please? I'm, uh, I'm screaming to hear. There we go. That's better. Thank you. Maybe just a down. No, oh, boy. Now I'm a diva. <laughs> Show number three and I'm a diva. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's much better. Um, the, the the thing that jumped out at me about that whole um, series was how desperately I miss Sunday papers. How I miss a big, thick Sunday paper agree. that would have that type of writing in it that would have those types of features in it. And, uh, you know, it, it for such such a huge part of our lives, those Sunday papers, uh, you know, it, it was always so much fun to travel on a Sunday because you could get like the big, thick New York oh, Times yeah. or the Chicago Sun or whatever. And, and it was always full of, you know, big, long-form articles. I couldn't
0: wait for the hockey news to come out. Right, right, <laughs> I mean, right. Just having the, the hard copy yeah. of the hockey news, even though by the time I got it, the news was old. Right. But all news pretty much was old at that at, at way back when. Um, I, I can remember when we, my dad first started bringing it home. Yeah. And I thought, wow, I like reading this. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. didn't like reading the Edmonton Journal growing up <laughs> by any means, but no. I can read this. Yeah. Um, and seeing that list. Uh, and thinking about where the, each player was ranked, yep. it really makes you think. And it makes me, it certainly made me think, cause I'm, I'm quite frankly, not, um, I, I can remember the guys I played against and sure. go, okay, he was good at that. He was good sure. at that. He did this. And the guys now you, you know, you watch on a different level, you watch from TV or highlights, go. Mm-hmm. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> you have to ask a coach how good they are, where they're good, where they where they where they need help, and where they don't. Right. Um, but to say all time best, that that brings in a lot of stuff. And well, it, 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 it was pretty cool.
3: Yeah, but you played, you played against the two players in particular that usually end up in the conversation about number one. It's always Wayne Gretzky. And then it's always Mario Lemieux with the caveat that if he had stayed healthy, there are those and tried harder. I'm sorry. What now?
0: Yeah, I get to me, to me, there, there are two things here with, 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 and we'll start with Lemieux right away. Mario, I, in this, yeah. I've heard from teammates, Mario's not going to say it. I mean, he's, uh, I, and maybe he will admit to it, right. but he was so good and yep. so much better than everybody else that he looked like a guy who was bored. When I had to, when I was told, um, when I was in Minnesota right away, I remember Pierre Paget, when I first got there, he was the coach. He goes, you're going to follow Mario around yep. the whole game, Yep. Uh, except, you know, shorthanded right. situation. You're going to follow him around the whole game. And I can remember after the first shift, Mary going, looking at me and going, "Seriously?" <laughs> and he said that. Yeah, I know. I, went, I know. I didn't say anything. He goes, "Come on," I said, "Just doing my job. Like <laughs> you know, yeah. I, just I just want to keep a job." Yep. And he just looked at that point. He was like, "You're taking sucking the fun out of this." If I had any fun doing, he looked like a guy who wasn't having fun. Right. Okay. To that. I know he was going through back issues. So when you're in pain, it's not fun to do anything. Yep. So, but he just didn't have that motivation to be the best player on the ice. Cause he knew he could go half speed and be the best player on the ice. Okay. That's my point Yeah. where Gretzky was a different animal. Every shift, you know, I, I never remember Gretzky disinterested or right. having that feeling he was constantly keen. At the end of the day, with both players and Mario being disinterested and Gretzky being dialed in, both yep. got four points. So it didn't matter. Yep. So <laughs> who who was the better player at the time? Uh, they both were darn good, and the, in the stati- statistics prove it. But I could say with confidence that Mario didn't try that hard and still was super affected, effective. Yep. Because yep. he would wait when I would follow him around. It was boring for me because he wasn't trying to trying very hard and he just kind of hung around hung around yep. hung around and then he'd pretend to go off on a change and I'd change and then he'd go back out um and and then try and have some fun but those two guys yes I got to play a lot of minutes against
3: you, 92 finals you played against Pittsburgh uh, Minnesota yes. Pittsburgh right
0: yes is that is that the year uh no 91 91
3: 91 okay yeah. um and did you uh because there's the famous goal from that series right <laughs> that was
0: the game I played in the finals uh yes i uh the Mario Lemieux splitting the D that's on Hockey Night in Canada intro all the time yeah if anyone wants to go on youtube and search it you got to go back a few seconds yeah to what happened early and i i end up getting a shot on net Golt brasso makes the save kicks it out mario swings around picks it up and takes it. I actually got the assist on that goal. Wow. Oh, shoot. There you go. I'm going to give myself an So not, o- not only have you scored the biggest goal in Flames history, you have an assist on the Pittsburgh. biggest. Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's incredible. Put that on my resume right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I mean, it was kind of kicked away from Barrasso. Right. He made a great save. I mean, I, 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 I had a good chance there to score. The other side of it is, you dumbass Perry, if you'd have scored, Mario wouldn't have got that history.
3: There that, is something to that, yeah. uh, but yes, is that, I, I is was that John Casey or John or Blue? Who's the goal? John Casey. John Casey.
0: Actually, yeah. and i i think a story from that game. which yeah. A lot of people don't. Well, they won't realize. So we had won Game One mm-hmm. against Pittsburgh mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, and we were the last team to get into the playoffs. So in the last game of the season, we got enough points to squeak in. Yeah. And then we beat Chicago, who were Presidents' Cup uh, leaders. We ended up beating the Oilers. Who
3: were were the Stanley Cup champions
0: the year before, right? We we were on a roll. Yeah. And the team team was definitely on a roll. We shouldn't have been. But anyway, so we get to the finals and uh, win game one. And our owner, Norm Green, apparently was talking about what day they would have the parade. That's correct. Yeah. (laughs) And Rob, you're a reporter. Uh, You think that's going to be in the papers the next day? So I'm walking into the... uh, Igloo at the time in Pittsburgh, and Larry Murphy, who was traded from the North Stars to the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Penguins, Penguins. earlier that year, yeah. So I knew him. I see him in the in the hallway. He goes, "Barry, you guys are effed." I'm like, well, "You're allowed to swear on this if you and want." I, yeah, I can be, I can do it. Okay, and and uh, and, and I said, uh, "What do you mean?" Because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. He goes. You haven't seen the papers? I'm like, as if I'd see a paper. I'm in the hotel. I go yeah, to the rink. Yeah. And he goes, it's plastered on our board. You just woke up to sleep and Bear. I'm like, what? He goes, Mario is pissed. I haven't seen this fire in his eyes in a long time. Right. You guys are fucked. <laughs> and I went, oh, God. He goes, see ya. <laughs> and that's the game yeah. that he he... And seriously, he co- he could coast through games, still be very effective. But you, as a player, you could see the guy was—he just wasn't. His heart wasn't in it. Just was weird. Wait, was he? Is it true? Was he smoking darts and in, in intermissions? I don't know. that—that's a—that's a—that's uh, a wives' tale, I believe. That, that he was. I mean, he might have been, but he, when he was into it,
3: yeah, 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 oh, he yeah was insane. Nobody,
0: yeah. And that goal, yeah. is a. Why, why didn't we see that goal on many of his highlights? Because he, he liked, yeah, uh, the game was, the the game almost seemed just too easy for him. And all the points he was getting, like what was really motivating him or pushing him? at that, when that uh, article came out about, you know, us planning the parade, I think then it was like, okay, I'm this close to winning a cup. I'm not going to lose it to these guys. Right. (laughs) And that would be those misfit, Guys from Minnesota that somehow found their way to the final. And
3: and that's as close as the the North Stars. Yes. And Uh, really the Wild have ever come to a Stanley Cup.
0: They were in the finals. No, that's right. In the early 80s, 81 or something. Yeah, but. But this would have been. Most recently. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and literally when we beat Pittsburgh that first game, tons of confidence. But John Absolutely. Casey was broken after that. He was eh? that that was he was holding yeah. he was holding this house of cards together. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of felt like that. Bob Gainey was holding the yeah. house of cards together, um, and after that, it just Casey just had didn't have it anymore. Yeah. In fact, I think we put Brian Hayward in at one point, our backup. <laughs>
3: In um, fact, I think we did. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's where I got to. Yeah. I let Hayward do it. I mean, he's and got Hazy, a good career in Hazy, TV coming up, yeah. but
0: Hazy wanted to. I mean, I got to play with Hazy in San Jose. After. Yeah, that's right. But um, yeah, that Mario was the kind of guy that yeah. he turned. He decided he wanted to play.
3: Oh, you'd, you'd I could say yeah. he
0: was better than so, anybody.
3: So does that? So is Norm Green then responsible for the? Planning the parade route lines and oh, they're planning the parade. Is that where it
0: might that must be where it came That's from? That's where it came from. That's where the quote came from. No, but but you know how we use that
3: now. Oh, they're
0: planning the parade oh, sure. route, and yeah, sure. And I guess it actually happened sometimes. They make this crap up, so it's the first time hearing of it, <laughs> and it 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 happened. So, uh, that was the end of it for us. He is uh,
3: hockey legend Perry And joining us here today in the Oodle Noodles Studio. Do you love noodles? Are you a big fan of noodles? Oh, let's bring them on. I'm bring pro-noodle. That. Pro-noodle. I'm very pro-noodle. Local, loved, and delicious. Since opening their first store back in 2005, Oodle Noodle has been all flavor and just the right amount of weird. Does that not seem appropriate? It's very good. Right. For us two? Absolutely. Two locations, uh, 1244 17th Avenue Southwest, or if you're in Airdrie, 105 Main Street North, Pickup and delivery. I'm Rob Kerr. Um, I keep thinking this radio. I got to reset everything. I guess I don't. <laughs> if you you
0: know who I am because you logged onto the podcast. Yeah. Um, this is a, it's a different pace, isn't it? Podcast. Oh, I'm
3: digging it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yes, I'm digging it. Like, I, it's just every once in a while you go, "Am I not supposed to do something? Or are we supposed to?" I'm. I'm like because I can't see Tyler. I'm always worried about. The 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 producer like
1: yeah, oh you're you taking
3: a break to, they're throwing the hands or to. whatever I don't need to do none of that so time. how
0: many how many when is it we you and I first started working together so on the radio let's talk about that
3: um because you know the history of this title yep. just a game yep that's my show from Edmonton yeah John Short right that's the first time so the first time you and I ever started doing it you were a guest on my show <laughs> yeah in Edmonton yeah. right just a game so. It's what year
0: of, would that have been? Uh two
3: uh 2002. Wow. 2002, two thousand and two. Wow. Two thousand two two ended two thousand one two thousand two and then a little bit of two thousand three. But like eighteen months.
0: And yeah. then, what year did you? I I need to remember this. Yeah. What year did you come in and do the play by play for three on three pond hockey when we had the alumni big alumni? That tournament. would have been two thousand and two. So we came down. That was at the corral. That was yeah. game breaking, epic stuff. You right. have to explain what you did. So
3: we awesome. well, we we talked about this a little bit. Why this was coming home for me was not only because of the name of the show, but because the Nation Network and Flames Nation and all of this. This is a, a an internet, you know, a media streaming. I guess you don't call it the internet. Old people call it the internet, but it's <laughs> streaming, right? You know, it's not traditional broadcast, not over the air. Um, and that's what we were doing back in 2001. We were streaming sports, AJHL games, ACAC hockey games, high school football, sprint car racing, you name it. We were trying it. And, uh, you knew John from, yeah. you know, growing up and the battle of Alberta and he made a connection and you and Colin at that time were running the SO three on three pond hockey tournament out of the corral. And I think it, we had it. We came down and saw you cause we met you at, uh, the oval. Yeah. And we had a conversation and it's like, well, we can broadcast these games. And you're like, what do you mean you can broadcast (laughs) these games? Well, people can get a little thing called real player um, and they can listen to it. And uh, we, it's funny because how many laptops are in this room right now? Like seven laptops. Well, in 2002, we took a full size (laughs) monitor and a full size (laughs) tower and a keyboard and we set it up in the penalty box in the, in, in the corral, and then we ran our audio equipment into it and we streamed the SO3 on three tournament, and it was so much fun. Uh, you know, Tiger Williams would come and, and for John in particular, John Short, and those in Calgary might not know John, but think of you know Russ Peak or um you know or, Ed, Ed, or Billy Powers Ed, yep. and here he was that in Edmonton. Yep. So he knew all of these guys and knew of all these guys. So it was really exciting for him. And you know, I was kind of making sure we were staying on the air and doing the play by play, but that was also the first time i'd ever seen the format of 3 on 3 um and i to this day contend that the national hockey league borrowed it from you guys they they watched and watched and watched and that's how we ended up with 3 on 3 in the in the all-star game i'm not saying 3 on 3 in overtime i'm saying 3 on yeah. 3 in the all-star game well and
0: they came they uh, the nhl came in they actually sponsored the event 56 former nhlers coming together to play this mini 3 on 3 tournament right they they actually had their staff come in and observe for 2 years. Right. With as we were telling them, you need to use this for your all-star game. Yep. And I uh, after it took them a while to finally do it and I could see why, sure. but to have you guys broadcast it at the time. Um I think Pat and I both right away went, this Rob Kerr guy is he's he's something else. Like he is different because <laughs> yes. nobody has the energy or enthusiasm to for the game and broadcasting like you do and um and then you, you ended up doing the max midget yeah how many games would you have done we for did, the max? we did
3: um geez what was that that was the 2001 i think it was 2000 so 2000 into 2001 right yeah and we were at the uh, we were at Father David Bauer and then we ended up at the Saddledome. We did seven days straight of uh, six games a day or something like that. And it's
0: insane. And, it's, and it
3: you know it's terrible, too, because we just had <laughs> rosters and we had no information. We were just talking. Um, but I, I think of, you know, groups like this or, or HN Live or all these groups now, they're doing it. Um we were just, and I don't say this patting myself on the back. It is actually true. We were just too far ahead. Yeah. We were just too far ahead. Yeah. That People hadn't caught up. People weren't, you know, this is, this... More people are are doing this now than listening to radios, right? You know, that's just how we've migrated. We've had that kind of uptake and everything. Back then, it was, you know, you didn't have the phones. The phones weren't part of the deal. There weren't tablets and things like that. You had to sit down in front of your computer. You had to launch an audio player. And then you sat there, right? And that's what you did to listen. And you watched that
0: little circle spinning. Little circle spinning. spinning. spinning.
3: Absolutely. (laughs) And the first coding I ever did, the first part, any kind of coding I did was i learned how to put up ads in the real player screen so every 30 seconds a new graphic would come up and stuff like that and you know i'm watching uh, tyler here all week long he's just been a stud doing all his stuff like getting his stuff up and i'm like typing away with my two fingers (laughs) and look growers direct popped up and now so popped up and stuff so we've come a long way um but it's really coming home too, right? Because yeah. now I feel like okay, now we're here at the right time. Yeah. this this is this is the future. Yeah. Like this is where we're going. Well,
0: it's That's it's, it's great to be on the other side of the microphone with you again yeah. because we had oh fun. We, we had, had lots of
3: fun. so much,
0: and we've gotten into
3: a lot of trouble. <laughs> Quite really? honest, we've gotten into lots of trouble. <laughs> Don't remember lots that. of trouble. <laughs> oh, the the one that oh, God bless his soul, and he's gone with us now, but. I thought I lost my job in 2000. When did, uh, 2015 or whatever, when did, uh, Cooner become the president of the alumni? Oh, I don't know. Cause you guys came on, you and Patter and Cooner yeah. came on and we were in the hot stove lounge. Right. And it was right in the middle of the arena debate. And it was five and, years ago. Yeah. Ooh, and, yes. 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 Right. And, um, the library because we were talking about the library they were t- funding the library but they weren't funding the arena and, you know you guys you know you guys came on and said can we talk about this so we, you guys were talking about it and you guys were being really respectful but it was really it felt like nenshi and ken and you know they were button heads and and you know Cooner was saying stuff or jamie mccown i shouldn't assume everybody knows who Cooner is yeah the president of the alumni by the way. Uh, Perry and Colin were and, and you just were all taking turns you went on for about 20 minutes about you know why we should have an arena I'm getting madder and I'm getting madder and I'm getting madder and finally somebody stops and I just blurted out why don't those two just get in a room whip them out and measure them because clearly that's what this is <laughs> and the minute I said that <laughs> you knew you were in I trouble. knew I was in trouble <laughs> and uh, and i and i oh my god i can't believe i just said this on the air and i said oh boy okay we better take a break and i took a break and i'm like they're i'm gonna they're gonna well first of all this is the last show i'm ever i said that to you guys this is the last show i'm ever gonna do and i'm waiting for the phone to ring and finally uh trying to remember the producer um Anyway, he said, Rob, Rob, are you there? And I said, yeah, I'm here. What's wrong? He goes, you guys have been off the air for 10 minutes. (laughs) I said it. Nobody heard it. Oh, they cut you off. Remember we were off the air? No, they didn't cut me off. They lost us. And that never happened from the Hot stove Lounge. The the Hot stove Lounge never drops. It never drops. And it dropped that day. They couldn't. They're yelling at us. We're not listening. And I go and make this really dumb comment about the president of the Calgary Flames and the mayor of Calgary. And it's really vulgar. And I should be ashamed of myself. And until this moment, nobody knew. And you guys laughed. Oh, you guys uh, laughed. You got it. It was fun. the funniest I, I'd thing. i have
0: forgotten that that everything shut off. Well, yep. there there are times where uh, I I can remember doing the being the hockey analyst in the nineties where this the Flames team was on the brink that nobody seemed to even care. Mm-hmm. To I, there was a point where we were on. And I said something, and I think it was Jock Wilson who was hosting at time. He came back to, and just said, he goes, don't worry about it, Perry. No one's listening anyway. Right. <laughs> so then it was on. Right. And he didn't, he could say it. At least you were lucky enough that you were off. Right. Um, but it, uh, you can now on this show, you can say whatever you want, right? Yeah. Well, No, I
3: can't actually uh, because uh, one of our, one of my superhero players um, lectured me the first time I came on the Barnburner back in November. I they you could swear. it was like Howard Stern here, so I was dropping F-bombs and all that. <laughs> and Ty was so disappointed in me. He said, I listen to the podcast. So why you swear? So my little deal with Ty is that I'm not going to swear on this podcast. All right. So, yeah. Anybody else? That's the, okay. the deal with Ty and I have. Um, Eric Hatchett coming up at the... Is everything good? Everything's good? Okay, everything's good. I I don't know. Every once in a while, I want to check. Uh, By the way, uh, this segment brought to you by you. You. Your business organization or event. Uh, We will work with you to make sure we get your message out, the ever-growing audience of the Nation Network. So if you want more information on how you can sponsor this program or other programs at Flames Nation or on the Nation Network, uh, go to my website, robcur.ca slash sponsorship. Uh, Last night, the local hockey heroes fell in Las Vegas, 4-3 in overtime after taking a 3-1 lead into the third period. Um, I'm no wizard. I'm certainly not good at math. Nine shots in the final 40 minutes. One shot in the third
0: period. Unbelievable. Yeah. Did you watch the game? I saw the end. Yeah. So well, that's I all saw you needed the to see. Second, I saw a... the second half. Yeah. it's all you really yeah. need to
3: see. Um, tough. Uh, yet to win in Vegas in the history of the Golden Knights, which isn't the same as yet to beat the San Jose Sharks in the history of the San Jose Sharks when they started.
0: This, this group. Yeah. With all these... Uh, third period collapses and losing by one goal, or just not getting close enough. It it's, it's very weird to see because there's a better group, They're very talented. talented, it's a talented group. I mean, I, I'm one guy, guy who looks, looks at, it at it and says on, on paper, this, paper is, this is, this is great. great. Right. But, but this still the in sports, sports, professional sports, amateur sports, sports doesn't matter. matter. There's a level of confidence and motivation and energy all combined that either provides you that boost Mm -hmm. to come back from a one or two goal lead, Mm -hmm. or is haunting you Mm -hmm. every minute that goes by going, when is this going to collapse? And that voice is in your head and it's either the pumping. I can remember just being on teams. I can remember being on that flames team team. Uh, flames, the Flames teams during, God, forgot, 85, 6, 7, 8, all of them, mm-hmm. where we were we were a good team. And I remember the, the one, I guess it was sort of an 87 or 88, Mike Bullard on the power play. Knew he was on the power play. McKenna Suter at the point. These guys, like we'd be down two or three goals, and and there's just feeling of, yeah, a power play, and we'll get one yeah. back, and, yeah. Yeah, and we'll get another. No panic, total confidence, and it doesn't weigh on you. Um, and sure enough, you end up finding ways always to come back mm-hmm. or at least making it really, really close where you feel good about the effort and then lost at the end. Why, mm-hmm. As a fan, and I'm sure as a player too, that sick feeling in their stomach, the closer they get down to the end of 60 minutes, yep. it's fear when they're up by one or two goals because... The fear is, Oh God, Oh God, let's hang in there, hang in there. They look like they're just trying to hang in there as opposed to let's dominate and let's hold the puck. Last year's team was that way. Last year's team was so confident with a one or two goal lead yep, and, or even confident when they were down by one or yep. two goals, it was, yep. it, it. And so people go, well, it's coaching. It's this, it's this, it's a, it's weird. It's a whole bunch of chemistry that happens. That either makes it a very comfortable feeling or a very awful feeling. This team can't shake it. It's a shame. Yeah, the whole idea of well, once they get over that, once they get over that, what if they don't? And looks like
3: well, they haven't. And and I was going to ask you that because you know the the analogy that I used last night on the afterburner Uh, on afterburner with Dean and I used it on the program on Wednesday was I'm selling St. Louis 2018 or 19, whatever that team was, the one that won the Stanley Cup was dead last the NHL in January, won the cup. Guys, it can be done. It can be done. It can be done. You have to believe that, yeah. right? And there is nothing that I see from the outside that leads me to believe that this team believes anything right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, having said that, there's structures there for the most part. There's for, lots of stuff, right? They good. They, they, they funnel pucks to the net. They, they can move through the neutral zone sometimes. Well, they do tend to be... Uh, uh, soft not soft, but you know, you get punched in the nose, and they tend to wander a little. Yeah, bit, right. I I think they're I think they at times are motivated. I just don't think this team's been inspired this year. I just I don't remember seeing Jeez. them playing inspired. Good hockey, word, right? Yeah,
0: because and you, <laughs> we try and get as fans, we try and get a feeling of what that that attitude or the feeling is in the locker room and on the bench. We try and get it. Because we only have the TV to, to 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 draw it from, or if you're going to the games, you're trying to get a feeling on the ice. It's so hard. And I look when they pan that bench. I can't think of any times this year when they pan the bench that any of those guys look like they're enjoying any part of that. No, <laughs> even no. if they're up by a couple goals, no. they they aren't. They don't seem to enjoy it. And yes, it's easy to say, well then the coach should let them have more fun. Well, yeah. And then you let them have too much fun. They're enjoying themselves too much and now they don't care. Like there's the the pros, the professionals know how hard they're supposed to work and, you know, when to turn on, when not to, but this group looks like they're all carrying pianos on their backs. And even when they get the two goal lead, there's just not a, a look of confidence or a feeling of God, that was fun. Pelchier showing it. I mean, he's the guy. He's,
3: he was their best forward last he night. He
0: was so good. Yeah, he, he actually has that Johnny Gaudreau. Oh, I'm Enthusiasm. ready.
3: Let's go. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah, Let's yeah. go.
0: Yeah. The rest of that team, they're they're good, right. Veteran players with good contracts yep. that are settled in, that are going. I'm not enjoying this. Yep, and. It's sad that that's happening.
3: It's the wrong coach for that to happen with two.
0: Oh, because yeah, Daryl doesn't make no, no. doesn't when you need to win so that you can at least enjoy enjoy something. Right, right. <laughs> and because Daryl doesn't make any of it any fun, but the, as players, they gotta find they gotta find something. You can't all just be mopey mopey guys uh, because they're not all made up that way. Uh, I think having Pelche there at least
3: yeah. might, well, might rub off. Well, that youthful enthusiasm, right?
0: Might rub off.
3: Right, right. Um, and I know you get asked about the It's kind of like the, not exactly the same, but every time there's a, an undefeated team in the NFL, they've got to go out and find the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, Like right, the last sure. undefeated team. But in 86, your team lost 10 in a row.
0: 11.
3: 11 in a row. Pardon me. Yeah. right, but They the, lost 11 in a row.
0: The mantra was after losing... Two, yeah. good teams don't lose three in a row. Yeah. Good teams don't lose four in a row. Yeah. We lost again, Yeah. five in a row, six in a row. We kept saying it in the room and we actually felt good, decent about ourselves. Cliff Fletcher, our GM would come into the locker room during that streak after games, just to walk through and go, it's okay guys, we're going to get them. It's okay. Like just. Yep. and badger would be we outshot that group that you know not, yeah. bad, not bad and then the 11th game that we lost we lost by a lot i can't remember to who but i thought it was hartford Is uh, that might right? have been i thought though we beat hartford to or is that hartford Street maybe was it bre- quebec might have been quebec that we lost i, I i'd have to look at that yeah one. yeah but it was a it was a bad loss okay <laughs> and that badger bob came into the locker room after the 11th loss he came in and this is Mr. Positive. This is a guy who could find, he'd be in the middle of a nuclear war going, isn't that a pretty sky? Like, yep. uh, he's hes that guy. Yep. So he came, he came into the locker room and he was searching for something to say and he was, uh, I got nothing to say. And he walked out because he knew at that point, there really was nothing. And then yes, we, we broke the streak. Uh, we won in overtime in the 12th game. I believe it was Gaines Hartford. I believe Jim Poplinski scored the overtime goal and um, it was, yeah, it was, I was playing with Jim and Otts and, uh, and uh, Pep got the overtime goal. And then we went on to start yeah. winning yeah. and then Cliff pulled the trigger on a trade. Right that uh that brought Joey Mullen in right and 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 boy we just we started on a roll so yes okay things can turn but it just takes everything has to all the stars have to align
3: so the other part of 86 was a a smallish goalie who's celebrating a birthday today Michael Vernon right happy birthday he came in and never looked back was not his first call up, though.
0: No, but they were, Reggie Lemelin had the net. Yeah, and uh, to start
3: the year, right?
0: Yeah, and he was kind of our guy. Yeah. He was the wily yeah. old veteran. And Vernie yeah. um, was down in the minors. And they, I guess they just wanted to wait for the right time. And I guess the right time, after the 11-game losing streak, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was the right time. So uh, I think Reggie was going through some injury issues, too. And Ernie just took, he just absolutely took control of that. Yeah.
3: And and the the only reason I bring it up, Perry, is that, you know, right now, you know, it seems like it's Dan Vladar's net. You know, Markstrom's coming off a year in which he was the Vesna, you know, trophy candidate. He's not playing anywhere near that. And Dustin Wolf is winning and setting records and doing everything. And the team's here now. So he's right under everybody's nose, right? you know, and I hadn't given it any thought, but you're starting to hear people and wondering if, well, maybe Wolfie should get a shot, right? Like, yeah. uh, it seems like a lot of pressure to put on a kid. Um, not That's sure what, how you the, do it. In the, isn't in,
0: that what a goalie needs though? You're gonna test him. How old is he? You say he's a kid. He's how 23 he? or something. Okay, he's not a kid. Like to me, your goal is- He's a third year pro. And you're, you're 23? Yeah. You want all the- no, pressure. he's a bring, second year pro. Bring on the pressure. Yeah. Those guys want it. They, yeah. come on, I, I want, I want the, the most amount of cameras and people playing me against the best players. Those guys really want it. However, if you're the general manager going, I don't want to break the guy because we have something special here. So you want to make sure you do it at the right time. Right. I, I see both sides there. OK. But it's interesting because, uh, you know, we brought up the Minnesota thing before in the run. We had purely, we had the run because of John Casey in 2004. Mm-hmm. Kippersoff oh. was everything. Um, they, I it, said we, that to boom last night. Maybe we're not having
3: the right conversation about Kippersov. Maybe we should be having a Hall of Fame conversation with Kippersov because so for good. seven years he was so, so dominant that you stop thinking about it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You
3: just is. stop thinking about it. Now, I know it doesn't work that way. Had he won in 04, as he should have, because it was in yeah. uh, and he won a Vesna. I'm not 100% sure that, that we wouldn't have more of a robust conversation. But the guy who's celebrating his birthday, two cups plus Con Smythes, he's, he's got, not
0: in. He's got a resume.
3: Yeah right um so a lot about 86 do we have that do we have that film yeah you and i have talked about this goal on many many occasions we have never watched it and walked <laughs> through it and now we have that ability i like that i i refer to you as hockey legend perry bears because you scored the biggest goal in Calgary flames history and it is memorable because it is an end to end rush uh <laughs> that involves you beating all eight oilers on the ice and then going upstairs <laughs> Um let's roll the video here. Maybe you can walk us through.
1: There uh, by Tanelli. Tanelli to Barazan. Barazan in across the line. McDonald going for the net. Barazan's pass does not get through. He tries again. It hits McDonald. McDonald was upset by Steve Smith, and Gretzky comes back. Gretzky with Khrushchevsky. Over to Napier. Napier flipped the shot. Vernon out of the net to make the save. Vernon came off the challenge that time, as Grant Fuhrer did in the second period on Steve Bozak. Oh, they score! Oh, Steve Smith, in attempting to get it out of his own zone, put it in the net! At the side of the net, he was trying to pass it out, and it hit Grant Fuhrer, I believe, and went in. Well, everybody's in a state of shock right now, and the Calgary bench, they couldn't believe it. Now, there's the puck stopped by Grant Fuhrer. Smith, it comes out right in front of his net and tries to pass it through the middle. It hit Grant Fuhr and goes in.
2: Now for a defenseman, there's
1: so many safe plays you can make along the boards, carry it out, but not through the middle. Off the left, back of the leg of Grant Fuhr, and in the net. And McDonald gets credited for the goal. There by Tanelli to Tinelli- Barazan there is in across the line mcdonald going for the net arizan's pass does not get through he tries again it hits mcdonald mcdonald was upset by steve smith and gretzky comes back gretzky with crucial over to napier napier quick the shot vernon out of the net to make the save. vernon came out the challenge that time as grant Fuhr did in the second period on steve bozak Score! Oh, Steve Smith, in attempting to get it out of his own zone, put it in the net! At the side of the net, he was trying to pass it out, and it hit Grant Fuhrer, I believe, and went in. Well, everybody's in a state of shock right now and the Calgary bench. They couldn't believe it. Now, there's the puck stopped by Grant Fuhrer. Watch Smith. He comes out right in front of his net and tries to pass it through the middle it hit Grand Fuhr and goes in now for a defenseman,
0: just the energy just disappeared. Yeah. And back then also there was no long delay after a goal. What happened after a goal, the ref would get the puck out of the net, quickly go to the to timekeeper to give who scored and go to center ice and say, let's go. Yep. So it was quick. The Oilers bench was in shock. And fortunately, I think it was the eight something mark of the third. So eight minutes left. Lots of time left. I think it took probably at least three or four full shifts for the Oilers to get over that. They were still stunned. And then they woke up and they started like Vegas. Vegas was pouring it on Calgary. Yeah, they came in waves and Bernie stopped everything. He just kept stopping and stopping and stopping and finally we, as Badger would say, we got to the top of the mountain and because we, when I joined the Flames in, uh, in 85, first day I was there, I heard Badger talking about how we're going to beat the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, aren't we playing the Leafs tonight? <laughs> but every day he talked about how we're going to beat the Oilers. Yep. So Cliff Fletcher was making trades on how we'd beat the Oilers. Everything that was happening was about that. Yep. We, he traded for Nick Fatio to make us tougher yep. to beat the Oilers. So through through that whole thing when you're being i guess getting everyone's getting ready for that moment we hung on we finally did it and all kind of got together and hugged each other and we're in the locker room after we're going holy crap we did it Mm -hmm. uh and then that next day after getting flew back to into uh calgary and there were thousands of people this is this is the weight that was on the fans of the Calgary yep. uh, faithful here, yep. and what was really cool. Now, and I think back of it, because everyone wants to look back at those moments in their life. In 1986, that particular moment of beating the Oilers and then getting that close to you know winning a Stanley Cup and losing in the finals, that was a memory that carried the franchise through to '89
4: mm-hmm.
0: and through then the, a lot of the 90s that was the memory people had of do you remember the day where steve smith scored do you remember yep. the day when uh in any of course lanny scoring in in yep. montreal for 2004 happens those are the times that bring fans in and lock them in if you don't have those moments you don't have a fan base like i i think about the, the organizations i mean phoenix coyotes a good one they just got what do they have to, those fans have to cling on to? They don't have much, right? San Jose Sharks fans have been, they're another one that, yes, they've got a long way, but sadly, they were so successful in the, to get to the playoffs and have good regular season, the fans were accustomed to it. And what's a special moment in San Jose Sharks history? They're going back is that we have these moments, I guess with the three years we have four Ford, at 89 and 86 that really people, that have been around Calgary for a long time will go. I remember that because I was in sixth grade, or yep. I remember that because I was with my dad in the yep. truck or, and I, I guess, guess that's why we spend money or care about sports Sure, because those, those moments happen. And that particular goal <laughs> to this day, I'll meet somebody. I don't care what city I'm in or they'll You're that? like, yeah. He goes, You scored a Steve Smith goal. <laughs> and I got to tell you, the uh, uh, I was I was at I was in in training with uh, with uh, the investment firm that, that that I was with at the time, and with uh, Bank of Montreal. And I was down there, and we a bunch of us decided we're going to the Hall of Fame. And we went f- going for a tour of the Hall of Fame. And there's while well, it was there, they were doing on the intercom trivia for prizes. So the guy would announce over the pa what the trivia question was and if you were the first to come answer you got it and i came walking by and I, where the guy was announcing from and he looked at me he goes excuse me I said yeah he goes you perry bears huh? i'm like yeah he said how do you know that he goes oh, i know everything and he goes you're the one who scored this. he goes that's my next trivia question goes, i want you to stand here so we're in the Hall of Fame, and I'm standing right beside where this – and he announces yeah. who scored the famous Steve Smith goal that knocked out the evidence. And all these people start coming back. Lanny McDonald, nope. Uh, hint is around here, though. And so people are looking. Here. They're looking, right? <laughs> they're looking at all the different – and they're guessing all these different names. And finally, after about six people, someone comes in and goes, isn't it Perry Bearson?" And the guy goes yes and he's standing right here and the guy goes no effing way <laughs> so yeah it it has uh it's survived a long time since 86 and Thank God, because it's still bringing fans around.
3: Oh, it's awesome. Uh, We are live from the Oodle Noodle studio. We're not just crazy about noodles. We put this same energy back into the community. That's why I love them. Two locations for Oodle Noodle, 1244 17th Avenue Southwest, 105 Main Street North in Airdrie, pickup and delivery. Um, I can see he's ready to go. So why don't we bring in uh, uh the hall of famer? I mean, I can go on and on and on. Best uh, guy ever. Best guy ever, uh, with the athletic uh Eric DeHatchuk joins us. Eric, how are you, sir? I'm great. Uh, I'm gonna have a tough time
0: topping that last story from Perry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eric, don't don't keep talking because we can't hear you. Yeah. Why can't we hear it? Well, hold on,
3: we'll get you on here, Eric, in a second.
0: And Eric at when we were traveling during those times yep. eric and i found the that we love music we both love music Oh, that's an and understatement eric and i would sit in airports and we would talk about music all mm-hmm. the different and he would he would introduce me he goes i'm going to make you a tape and mixtape i'm going to make you. he made uh, me a couple of mixtapes and he introduced me to people that I'm like, Oh God, I haven't, I haven't heard this before. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you like that, I'm going to make you another one. Um, we had relationships with <laughs> the media at the time. Like yeah, Eric, I know. Eric was a pal. Uh, George Johnson was a pal. Um, Grant Pollock, like he, these guys were, they were pals for, for a lot of us during that time. And so heck the, uh, going back with Eric goes back a long way, not just we, from, he was reporting for us, but we, we were good friends.
3: Well, the good news is Eric can hear us. We just can't hear Eric yet, but <laughs> yeah. we'll get that worked if out he here in a second. It. Um, and those, those, uh, mix, uh, those mixtapes are, I still have it still you know, have his, oh yeah, they're they're legendary.
0: I've got nowhere to play them. They're legendary. Okay. Absolutely. We? Anyone got a, a cassette recorder? No, he's on CD do.
3: now <laughs> nod your head. You're on CDs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So. Okay. Um, Can you hear me yeah, now? We'll get Eric Can you on here in a second. Uh, you know what? This gives me a good remind, uh, good opportunity to remind everybody that the NHL trade, uh, trade deadline is one week from today. And daily face-off uh, live, will have a trade deadline show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. our time, mountain time. Uh, NHL insider Frank Saravelli and his panel will break it all down. So there you go. That's coming up. We're just... It's been an interesting week for me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We'll get it. Technology's great Tec- until it doesn't work. It's not that it doesn't work. It works. Sometimes you just gotta it get it to work, work right. That's all. <laughs> so we'll it's, we'll get it.
0: It's dark clouds in the sky sometimes. I
3: yeah. hope Eric doesn't have his mu- it's not he doesn't have his mute mu- mic on mute. We had the same problem
0: last week, but I have the USB so should be
3: so Okay, perfect. Okay. So he's back. Can you test them off the air? You want me to test them on the air? Uh,
1: maybe I'll give them a quick,
3: uh, quick test. Eric, how about now?
1: I can hear you.
3: No. Oh, I, can, I can hear gosh, you. Gosh. I can hear you. All right. We'll get our best people on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like it's without a net, right? Like I You know, know, I go back to the anti com days when we started doing this stuff 20 years ago, and we needed a phone line. And in the case that we didn't have a phone line, we had a big, giant box this big they used in, um, uh, camps, oil camps and stuff like that. And you would plug in it. And what it was, was it was a cellular phone, but it was just a block that you plugged a phone line into. And we would do broadcasts out of that from some crazy arenas that, you know,
0: <laughs> you uh, wouldn't. Yeah. The simple days,
3: the, the good old days. he plugged, like plug one
0: plug. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: Very easy. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it, uh, uh, Eric was a very. This is a player's perspective because people, people, when they they ask me about what was that media guy, what was that media guy like, all the different things. I'm like, well, I mean, how closely did we read his stuff? We really didn't read it that closely, but he was a good guy. Mm -hmm. And as I say, it was those two: was George Johnson and Eric that were hanging, that were on the road with us. So they would because we were taking regular flights at the time so we would be in the airports waiting for a delayed flight heck you might be seated next to eric because you got the seat that you know he, he next to where he was sitting um we weren't segregated for sure like the guys now like the, the, it you can't get to those reporters can't get to know people
3: no no it's no the accent and i i just don't think the player nowadays has that same interest they're more guarded for a myriad have of reasons be, have yeah. to be have to be um So did you guys, because Lanny used to, as the captain, Lanny used to divvy up the
0: tickets, right? It was whoever. It would be a veteran anyway. I mean, it it might have been- But were the media guys involved in that too? No. No, okay. So They would just get whatever seats they get from the PR guy. So at the time, it would have been Rick Skaggs. Rick Skaggs, yeah. And then uh, if Rick didn't divvy them all out, he would give them to one of the captains or one of the older, one of the senior guys. So- In those early years, I spent a lot of time between two very stinky hockey players that maybe got up four hours before Mm -hmm. because I had always had to take the middle. When you're Mm -hmm. a rookie, you get the middle seat, buddy. Absolutely. And if you got anything but that, it just was luck. Um, But I felt really bad when some old lady who just going back home or going to wherever city to see their daughter is stuck between two hungover, stinky, Hockey players who were in their fifth day in the same outfit—it's <laughs> not good. And those poor people. At the time, I think, geez, that'd be fun to be travel next to some of the professional athletes. Probably not in the day back in the back in the seventies, especially seventies and eighties. Um, nowadays, sure, because they know that. There's a phone or a video camera, or, a ca- or any kind of camera, ready to take a picture of you in a not so good estate. So yeah, we we did get away with a lot of stuff. I was
3: gonna yeah, and and some practical jokes too. Oh geez. they right? were endless in, in the in the boarding lounges and and mm. things like that. Like you don't any-
0: take your shoes off because you won't find them when you wake up. Uh, if you're having a nap, you won't find your shoes because they're not around anywhere, and. how many guys walking from the gate all the way down to baggage claim with their socks on only hoping that the joke will be called upon before they have to go outside in the snow. Uh, Or, you know, you lose your tie because you wake up in the Mm tie, or you've got whatever all over top of you. Uh, It's, it was endless and ruthless and fun. Wasn't there something
3: involving a $20 bill and some fishing line?
0: Yeah, the, that fishing line one was really good because you would, someone would bring the fishing line, tie it to, well, a $20 bill would be, that, that's big. I'm not sure right. any of us were doing that. It would be a five or a 10. And you would just sit around waiting for someone to go pick it up and you put a yank on it. And that entertained us for <laughs> hours of delayed okay. trips. Um, sure or the old glue crazy glue which someone would bring crazy glue on a long road trip and you'd crazy glue a coin quarter to the ground and watch numerous people try with every bit of energy they have in their body to get that thing (laughs) off the ground and put it in their pocket and then look around as the rest of us are howling and laughing at them uh the airport fun was I can say it's fun now, but it was still brutal to have to travel as much as. You oh did yeah, yeah, and the way you and, did, yeah. and, and wait for uh, whatever delayed flights. Uh, but yeah, there was there was a ton of fun that went with it too. I remember running to Mike Civic uh, on one delay at the airport, and I'm sitting down with Mike Civic because I was mad. He was. He'd breathed our game the night before. I was mad at him because of the way he, he missed a call or did yep. whatever. And he's, you know, the way Sidney is. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, no. That was, he he, he he holds his position.
3: Walked you right through it.
0: And then uh, I started quizzing him on, like, can I do this? What if I did this? Would that be, like, am I going to get a two-minute penalty or four-minute penalty if I did it? And I actually learned a lot of uh, uh, inside scoops by, having the air of a linesman or referee do you think the current players have that now no no no
3: no I certainly don't um should I try Eric because he's right on my screen here okay so you want me to get him to do what check check Check. okay Eric I don't know if you I can you can hear me yes still can't hear you we're a little concerned about your mic setting okay so we'd like you to go in and check your mic settings And right now i think that's good for everybody i think if you're right now if you're watching this
0: podcast this would be a good time for you to check your mic settings too Oh uh, yeah right and learn sign language and then we would have to too
3: yes so that wouldn't work can you hear me out no i don't i don't think that would work mm. um you know who's coming up uh, i should tell you who's coming up on monday adam seaborn who's our sports business uh, guru i'm looking forward to that conversation ryan pike uh, the managing editor at flames nation will be Five days away from the trade deadline. We'll check in on the Calgary Flames. Um, but in 10 days, I got the guest that I was most hoping to get when I came back to the platform. Kelsey Snow is oh, going sweet. to come in and sit down. Of course, um, she's got an outstanding podcast um, and she's done an outstanding job of of um, chronicling uh, assistant general manager, Chris Snow and his battle with ALS and the impact that it's had on the family. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited to get her in here and, and tell that story and talk about the podcast. Uh, it's raw, it's real, but, uh, um, they've done an amazing job of drawing attention to ALS. They've done an amazing job of raising money for ALS and they've been an inspiration for everybody. So I'm really excited about
0: that. Oh, that's good.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> well all right we're gonna keep plugging and away next week yes eric could be back. <laughs> yes I, I, I kind of have a sneaking suspic- suspicion that might be how this works
0: um were you traded at the deadline i was traded i believe it it was march 1st so it had to be close then yeah it was it, it was, was around, around it but that would have been in 1989 and there was no trade deadline day media coverage. Um, There would have been the transaction report in your local paper the next day that it might've come in on. So I get traded, I think two or three days before the trade deadline to Minnesota. And as I'm playing with Minnesota, I'm face off, you know, facing off against other, other teams. Guys are going, what are you doing here? Yeah. Weeks later, because nobody, because nobody, nobody's, nobody's aware of trades, trades really, unless they're, they're splash trades. They're yeah. a big, mine definitely not a splash trade, but, uh, it, it was non-eventful, uh, except for me because I had to move out of here and go, and go to Minnesota. So at definitely different times, uh, they didn't have a massive desk of reporters reporting that former sure. second pick of the Flames. That's right. in In the the third third in the third round yeah (laughs) it was traded but yeah did
3: it did it play because now it's almost a national holiday right like it it almost seems like once you're through christmas in this league you know what
0: do you got to look forward
3: to right and everybody starts looking at the possible ufas looking at teams that are not playing well start naming the names start you know hearing the rumors and the rumblings and it seems like it's going on for eight nine weeks it yeah. wasn't that way when you played, was no, it? No,
0: no. But there, were, the only time it actually affected, because this national coverage wasn't happening to begin with. There was no national coverage. It was Hockey Night in Canada, yep. and that's it. The rest of the week, you waited for the song to come on, Yep. and that's it. So for us as players, it was the rumors of a trade coming up, the cliffs going, you know, Cliff is hinting that he's, he's going to pull something and wondering if, you know, something is going to happen to yourself. But ultimately you learn really quick when you're there that the guy who's sitting in the stall next to you for practices and games could be gone in a minute because all of a sudden the stall's empty and where'd he go? He's, he always got traded last night. I and mean, that's what happened to me. I got, I got the phone call at five or six o'clock in the evening from Al McNeil and Cliff Fletcher and i was on a flight in the morning so it's not like i said goodbye to anybody i didn't i don't think most guys on our team would have looked at my stall and said where's perry right i got traded yesterday um that's how it ended and i was playing for the north stars the next night <laughs> so it took it took no time for me to uh i didn't have any time to
3: settle in i just want to thank our texters uh tyler i think it's an internal issue because the people are saying they can hear all three of us. Oh, great. But Perry and I can't hear Eric. So it, it seems like it's more of an internal issue. So hopefully we can get Eric back. Um, I'm just wondering if, uh, and again, I am no engineer. We've already proven that. But I'm just wondering if uh, we're getting the computer feed in our headset. Because the other thing, but if this helps at all, I didn't hear the beep when he popped up. And I heard the beep
1: before. Yeah, that's right.
3: Yeah, so we're not getting the, we're not getting, The internal so everybody else can hear him. Um we just can't hear. Darn. Not yet. No, no, we we're getting there. We're close. Okay. We are close. And by gosh, by the end of this hockey season, we will have it down to an absolute science. An art.
0: That's we'll have it. We'll have it down to an art. Are are we as close as the flames were to winning last night? Is that what you're saying? Oh, don't don't be like that. (laughs) Don't
3: be like that. Yeah. Don't be like that. So I do I do want to let Eric know because it isn't his fault. Okay. It's just it's internal on right our now, end.
0: You know, knowing Eric right now, he'd be feeling bad that somehow he messed this up. I I hope not. He, no, up.
3: he doesn't. I did. I did. Okay. But Eric can hear us. So I'm going to I want to start down this path and once we get this little problem uh, fixed, the internal. Yeah. We'll try to get him on here see. Okay, perfect. So he's back the good news eric is everybody else can hear you the bad news is perry and i can't hear you so you know i feel like i could just give you the questions you can answer them and i'll just assume that's good (laughs) the answers are what we want but let me we've talked an awful lot about the 80s perry and 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 uh, eric's heard a little bit of this um can you hear me this past week Connor mcdavid hit a very important plateau 800 points uh, he did it in 545 games, 545 games, okay? Um, the four gentlemen ahead of him, Gretzky, 352, which, not surprising. We talked about Mario Lemieux, 410 games to get to 800. Mike Bossy, that one surprised me a little bit, uh, and it shouldn't have, but it did. 525 games, and then the unforgotten superstar, Peter Stastny, 531. Am I wrong wrong about that? Do we forget about how good Peter Stastny was? I'm talking to you Perry because it's Oh Perry. You're you well, are talking to me Eric. Well Eric I can't hear I Eric. So Eric I'm sorry It would be great when we uh, hear yes it. for yes, sure thank we you. forget and okay. he
0: was a amazing. superstar he was amazing So those are the four players that are ahead
3: okay behind Connor McDavid This is interesting to me So Connor McDavid 545 games to get to yeah. 800 points Crosby 571 Ovechkin 658 Malkin 680, Stamkos 700.
2: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
3: 179. So the four ahead of them are all what we would consider the 80s icons. And then the four behind them are really the icons from this era. Yeah. So are these the two eras? Um, Okay, I'm just getting it. Uh... And it should be coming in, eh?
1: Okay.
0: The
3: The soundboard's not. Can we maybe take a pause? Could we take a pause and reset it and then try and come back? So if I told the audience, the stream's not going to change, right? Okay, we're just going to check. But I think what we're going to do is like the, take... Look at
0: Eric's picture right now. Well, look no, at this, he's got he's the He's so disappointed. You no, know, he's got the patience of Job. <laughs> the man
3: has the patience of Job. He has so much he wants to say. <laughs> but I think what we can do, if we can do this, we will attempt to just take our first ever commercial break. <laughs> and and uh, which was going to differentiate us between us and the radio. And it really won't be a commercial break. Okay, I can hear myself now in an echo. I uh, that's gone.
0: Brought to you by Humpty's Egg Place, all it's cracked up to be, and more. Yeah,
3: you, well, you're cool, missing your career. So there. Anyway, okay, before we before I get the AOK to take a break, so we can get Eric, uh, this whole thing solved with Eric and reset. Uh, am I'm? That's something, isn't it? Like there's a thing. What do you no, you. there's <laughs> I not, don't know. So Connor McDavid is right smack in the dab oh, that, right smack that's, that's yes, what I'm talking yes, about we're talking about hockey. Connor
0: McDavid is smack yes. dab
3: in the middle of two eras
0: because his to me again yeah, I, that's how come we need Eric because when I look at that yes but the it's not things aren't completed yet because when yes his 800 points is completed. He's got so 800 yes, points. but his, his book isn't completed. No, 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 no. I'm so not. that's why it's really cool to compare people that have had the full career that have been done for a long time, to right. guys that are still playing, to where they, they fit in. Right. Because ultimately, we know Connor's going to end up in the top. Oh, I, three, four, I don't know. No, he's going to end up with those guys. So, although, if he never wins a cup, will he be in the top? Four, five—does winning a cup well, mean that, that much?
3: Is that why Stastny's the unforgot or the forgotten superstar? Could be.
0: It, it definitely. Could I be. don't
3: think so. I, I think that Connor McDavid, regardless of cups, uh, will, will be the top. I I don't know if he'll be the top,
0: uh, in, in, that at, top in, that, in that top echelon. Yeah. Number three. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe because I, I guess he'll never touch the numbers of the top two.
3: Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, Ovechkin. There's a lot of people that think Ovechkin's going to get to Gretzky's goal record, right? That's true. Which I always thought was going to be, you know, the the tough one will always be the the you know the most combined points by two brothers.
0: And and then the the Bobby Orr thing, which is the one that we can you and I can relate to because of our age, we're arguing, you know, where does Bobby Orr fit? Longevity, Bob, Bob uh, Mike Bossy, longevity these short careers that those two guys had
3: eric lindros longevity eric,
0: eric lindros this is where even eric Dehatchuk's time on the hall of fame committee
3: well there's longevity it's, there
0: you you have to find out well how, how do all of them come together so if a player was the most amazing if mcdavid's career ended today he's played long enough in fairness that, in- that he would end up being one of the the greatest but,
3: Tyler, in fairness to Mr. DeHatchik, why don't we take him off the screen? <laughs> then he can he can yawn, he can stretch, he can swear at us, he can do whatever he wants. Um, but but leaving him up there is a little bit awkward for him and, and and quite honestly, me, because I'd like to talk to him. i'm I'm sitting here screaming under my breath because I've been waiting. Uh, I, I just thought that number was
0: so where do you put where do you put in the in the ranking of this if you were asked to do that? somebody's length of the length of the career how how they endured a longer career like let's say ovechkin plays another eight years seems crazy but let's say he does does that elevate him even more greatness like the gordy howe versus well scenario you know
3: okay and one that i got to sit out because i was in the business world rather than in the broadcast world was patrick marlowe passing uh gordy howe but he passed them for NHL games, right? Didn't pass them points. No, uh, pro games because they didn't include the oh, WHA yeah, games. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. And, and the longevity there. Uh, and that's to me is one of the great pieces in this argument that again, it comes back to an age thing. And this isn't old guys yelling at clouds, but to me, I think the WHA numbers are significant. I think you know, they don't add a lot to Gretzky, but they add a bit to Gretzky. Yeah. Um, and even uh, and Messier too, yeah. right? Um, a little bit. A little bit. But for Bobby Hull um, and for Gordy Howe, it kept them going, right? Uh, and actually brought them both back into the NHL briefly. Um, longevity, ha- I think there has to be some. It, it, you know, and again, this is... <laughs> I don't want to talk about it until we get them on. Yeah. But... You know, it's that whole conversation about championships, longevity, point production, league. You know, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame, not the National Hockey League Hall of Fame, right? right? There's so many different factors that go into that. But, you know, um, I I just, if anything I took away from McDavid was, are we actually living through the second best offensive era of hockey? Because the, the four guys ahead of him, are all from one era. Yeah. The four or five guys, because Kane's behind him, Kane's got, uh, had 800 points in 786 games. So those five, it's not like, um, you know, Dick Clapper or, uh, uh, you know, um, trying to think of somebody, Kachuk or somebody like Waite, that played kind of predominantly yeah. in the 90s or anything like that, that was the dead puck era, right? Yeah. That robbed us of offense. It yeah. does feel like to a certain extent that maybe unbeknownst to us, because of all the tweaking and the difference, you know, the three on three overtime, time, uh, you know, the changing of the rules, the elimination, you know, essentially the, the elimination of the fighting holding. and the hooking and the holding. The
0: more room, the, in, the, in fact, the taking for, for and I, I would love to actually ask a, a current player Oh, that has played for ten plus years. Ask simple question of: Were you more fearful of getting with you when you realized your head was down mm-hmm. ten years ago, to or less than you are today? More or less than you are today? I,
3: my assumption would be I'm more fearful today. Oh, because I'm used to it back then. I expected it back then. I should expect it back then. I don't think you're expecting it now because I think you can play. <laughs> you can play a week, two weeks without getting rocked. Yeah. Whereas, but, but
0: shouldn't again for then it, for me is thinking back. I'd go. I'm. I'm. I'll take the risk. But well, you we went. But well, you
3: went into Philadelphia. Yeah. What were you expecting?
0: You were expecting to get uh, whacked, haxed, punched. Slash. You went up
3: to Edmonton. What were you expecting? Same thing. Right. Boston. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know, the Rangers and the Flames played that intense game out of the break. Yes. It was, you know, rock them, sock em. was hitting everybody. And all we said was, my God, wait until yeah. they, they play 10 days later. It'll be part due, you yeah. know. Um, and it was a good game, but it wasn't. Right. Right? And and I, I'm thinking that y- you would be not surprised to get your clock clean yeah. today i think you could go a week two weeks without ever being touched if that makes yes. any sense Yes. nobody's like how many times were you hip checked? hip checked. oh jeez. ass over tea kettle
0: yeah or clotheslined, or just right punched hard <laughs> right and knocked down without right. any recourse or cross-checked across the face right without recourse that
3: um but you didn't complain about it
0: you, that you got up right you absolutely got up because you you're not there's not even going to be a penalty that's just the way it was but i wonder and i say that and Connor mcdavid nowadays you could even i mean it'd be good to find out from him if he even thinks about it he can't be thinking about it because if Connor mcdavid is thinking about oh i don't don't want to get my uh uh, get caught with my head down okay and he's not thinking of making plays okay and and what he needs to do so i i'd love to pick Pick a current guy's uh, that's again been in the league for at least ten years and find out what that's all about.
3: Okay. Um, unfortunately, we don't really have a workaround today for Eric, so we're going to apologize to Eric. Um, we've kind of taken up and ruined his afternoon. Do, um, do you have parting gifts for him? We will. We will absolutely get parting gifts for Eric. My hope is that Eric will be uh, kind enough, maybe, to join us next week if uh, we we get. Uh, I get my crap together. Can you make and a
0: mixtape for him?
3: i can see him he's laughing at you needs, i feel I feel, need, I feel we terrible. need to make a mixtape. tape for him. i feel terrible
0: uh, ask him if he's eric do you still have a cassette tape because eric player oh yes he does okay yes he does and then we yeah. there you go all right we'll have to make a mixtape. tape
3: okay my apologies to eric to from the athletic i do want to let everybody know that today's reading assignment is the nhl 99 a project uh, ranking the greatest players in modern NHL history. Uh, you need to be an Athletic subscriber to read it. Uh, I encourage everybody to go check it out. I think I just tweeted it out here a couple minutes ago too. Uh, we will get Eric on here ASAP in the next couple of days, and, and we will be talking about that. Uh, but again, I do want to apologize uh, to Eric, uh, I, I feel terrible. This is the second Hall of Famer that I've done this to this week. It's a hell of a way to start a show, uh, but here we are. So I apologize for that. We're um, still
0: here. Oh, you and I are still we're here, still we're here. not
3: going anywhere. <laughs> well Um, today we
0: got some good facial expressions from eric so that was important well that was his contribution today
3: yes the other thing would be to get him a whiteboard and he could just write out his (laughs) hands
0: wouldn't that be terrific (laughs) yeah
3: so all right sorry about that eric all right see you pal (laughs) uh i am rob kerr uh he is perry bearzan but you know that why you know that because this here is a podcast yes right so everybody knows uh did you get a chance to check out the website I did. yeah i did uh you can go there you can check out my consulting business uh robker.ca slash jald you, you would you
0: would need a, a massive website to put all the good things you have done in this city since you have arrived here because you are the hardest working man each and every day you live in this well
3: city. i don't i i I would say I learned from you and Colin and Peter. <laughs> we did never so-
0: work as hard oh, as I you
3: do. That. Um, by the way, do want to recognize that uh, we are doing this broadcast on uh, Treaty Seven territory, and of course, this prod- uh, broadcast is for everybody. It is open to everybody, it's inclusive. It does not matter race, gender, anything. You are welcome here. This is a, uh, we are advocates and we are allies and and we're happy to have you. Which brings us to a conversation that you and I were having yesterday that I kind of want to dive into a little bit. And I think now I finally feel comfortable we have the perfect platform to have that conversation. Um, The Calgary Flames uh, have introduced a, uh, a Black History Month jersey um that is really cool and and it was designed by chris huey and uh brent gibbs and and Tory peterson had her hands in there but it's a an homage to jerome McGinley, uh, the, the former captain and it, it the, the tweets keep coming and the details keep coming and um you know it's just it's, did it's jerome have second, a part in that? i don't know that'd
0: be cool oh, if he did
3: i i'd have to think on some level he would mm-hmm. i'd have to think on some level he would um but you know I, I can't I, I love this stuff I it's it is funny I uh, on Wednesday uh, we we were having a conversation and uh, um, I, I'm big on jerseys like I, I I'm all like bring them on 41 games 41 jerseys let's do it <laughs> I, I have no problem with this um, the Vancouver Canucks um, are uh, have are doing an indigenous night and they had Genealogics brother design a jersey for them and it's it's terrific where I get a little flustered and a little frustrated is um, they're just practice jerseys or uh, warm-up jerseys. They're not game jerseys, and th- and, and I'm going to repeat what I said to you yesterday, and we'll get to where we got to yesterday. But I get a little frustrated because I, I it it seems that process is now beginning to seem a little disingenuous to me. Um, that if you're going to honor a culture, if you're going to do something for uh, pride or whatever, that your heart should be really into it. I, I do feel that there's a lot of what I call octopus games. We are going to celebrate octopuses. So we're going to do an octopus warm up jersey. We're going to have an octopus sing the national anthem and then we'll play a video about the octopuses. And that's it. Done. Look at us. We celebrated octopuses. Octopi. <laughs> Not octopuses. So where the controversy came in this conversation much earlier than I thought. Quite honestly, I was expecting the controversy to come a little further on. But yes, we are celebrating octopi. Um, I don't know. No, I know, but uh, no, that I get a little frustrated with that. And I'm 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 venting a spleen to you yes. yesterday about this. I'm going on and on and on about this, and then I stop eventually.
0: And you said, but. Do we need this? Is, yes, because is- my 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 feeling with sports yep. is it's a place for myself yep. to get away, right? To escape, right? And uh, watch the plays, watch right. the uh, excitement, feel the energy, yeah. Whatever that is, put put on the you know it's not me putting on the flames jersey, but because I don't. When I go to games, I, However, I, for, if like I to, did
3: not only do I think you do, I think you wear your own jersey yeah,
0: that would really feel weird. right? So for the people that go, they go and they just, it doesn't matter who's sitting next to them. They're high fiving mm-hmm. them. The whole idea of, you know, the race, the gender, mm-hmm. the politics, especially politics. I'm like, please keep it away from sports because mm-hmm. this is the time everyone in that building is either, Cheering for the flames or against the flames, mm-hmm. and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And let's go. Let's mm-hmm. play. And then they all walk out and you're high fiving the guys that you were cheering with. And, you know, booing the guys you were cheering against. And huh, mm-hmm. I got a break. Uh between games, yeah. There's talk about a lot talk about other stuff. And that's mm-hmm. where I even got I got annoyed when the game as a player, the game went from our salaries were not disclosed right. to disclosed. And now the only talk from people was like, he's making that much. Yep. Oh my God, he's not, not That's he's not good. good. Yep. Or he he he's immediately started, he started to, to have two numbers, numbers on your back, right? Your contract number yep. and the number that you wore. Yep. And it started to take the fun out of it. All the players started to get richer. So that was the good thing for all the players because when the money was disclosed. But as the business part of it went, uh, got more and more into the, from the media and uh, and fans, I just thought it's lost that kind of, not wholesome because sports, that professional sports has never been wholesome, but it's lost that pure fun of it. Um, and now in the last probably 10 years, politics has found its way to be as much involved in politics and other issues, social issues, as much a part of the, the games as the business end. And I'm like, oh, I just don't want it to intercept. It's fine to discuss things between, but the the, uh, intercepting of it for me is, I think it's taking a lot of the pure fun away from it. Awareness stuff, like the stuff that we do as alumni, Mm -hmm. raising awareness for charities Mm -hmm. and organizations, Mm -hmm. all that stuff is fantastic on its own. And then, but when the game starts, I don't want it inter- intercepting and I'm sure I speak for with the, the same for others and this is where I have uh, uh I've had a tough time with it with okay yeah I can I'm I'm good with the warm up thing and then that's it because once the game starts uh uh-uh. uh it's just the Flames versus the Rangers and that's it mm-hmm. not the Flames wearing a pride jersey against the Rangers now
3: but does it have the significance if it do, if you don't if you don't invest it wholeheartedly?
0: I don't think it's that's the role of that game to yeah. have a significance.
3: So, but it. sport has always played good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. Sport has always been on the leading edge of social change. Jackie Robinson, Willie O'Ree, yes. Um, you know the '80 uh, boycott, uh, or pardon me, the yeah, no, it was the Summer Games that were boycotted in '80, 80, the '84 boycott. Sports. Um, you know especially um in gender issues mm-hmm. you know we're currently going through that right now yeah. um to me i think there's a uh, there's a there's a way of doing it and i think sport can really speak to issues that you can and create conversations that you can't have in other places yeah. um i do feel that uh we're kind of half pregnant sometimes back to my octopi game octopus game (laughs) um i think either you do it or you don't do it now i think the other part of that too is i I don't think think it can be 41 um 41 social driven games Mm -hmm. i think it can be social driven but i think there needs to be some fun in there i think there needs to be you know for the lack of a better term uh saint patrick's the, the 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 roughnecks have a saint patrick's day right. game right and those sort of themes and those sort of things but i think it's important and necessary for sport to stand up and make a statement and, and partially because of the word you use, i think part the, the role of sport is now more important than ever because of the the way our politics in in this in this well this continent have kind of broken down along party lines they've really become the true sports right my team versus your team our team dunked on your team my team beat your team i
0: think then players getting involved during you know game time i think it just makes it worse to where i'd love and we'll use pride as the example sure um because so we've just seen play, that
3: in Philadelphia. Yeah. We saw that with the Rangers. The
0: players go ahead, like in, in the, in the, for the warm-up, do you know, the, even the uh, where they were wearing pink or whatever mm-hmm. the heck mm-hmm. that is to say, hey, we support the game. So, uh, as a player and as the coaching staff and as the management, sorry, it's game day. We're done. We went to the Pride Parade last week. We supported it. We took pictures with everyone. Our players were there. We did all that. It's game day. We're not going there during game day, and I, as a as a fan now, I don't want to go there during game day either. When I arrive at the at the arena, I saw that they were at the. Parade. So
3: then, how do you have? How do you? And and this particular topic affects both of us. Sure, it does, right? Um, how do you begin to um, allow that conversation to be normal if you're saying? Because somehow we're saying sports is more important than that particular nope. topic.
0: Not, I'm just saying you're sports, saying, the, pure, the, the reason I go yes. as a right. fan is to get away from it. it. right. I don't want it included in it because, but when the game ends and the next day of practice, if...
3: And how much attention are you paying the next day of practice?
0: Well, how, much not, I, I, they, uh, how much impact can that have? How much impact? I understand where you're coming from because it makes a mu- much bigger impact if you're yeah. doing trades. All no, I'm, I'm saying, saying is I don't like it because it's taking away, away from, from what I go to sports, sports for. Right. And that's to disappear. Right. <laughs> I want want to, well, to disappear. What, why is it keeping you from disappearing? Well, it, 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 it's not keeping me from disappearing, but, but it's, it's not, not just, just about the sport at that point. Then, then it's, it's about, well, I don't want the cross section diluting the product itself. And then the messaging should messaging with sports should be about just sport. And to, not it, it, during game day, that's what see, I say. No, and, and understand, I hope
3: everybody understands that this is, we've we said yesterday, let's have this conversation yeah. on it because we're finally on a platform where we can have this conversation mm-hmm. because it's non-judgmental. We're just we're talking openly about this, and I think it's really important to do this without how dare you and yeah. you, you, you this and you that. To me, what it's almost beginning to boil down is a little bit of the, what I call delicate genius uh, thing. And you've heard me use this term before. I get so frustrated because somehow we're not allowed to talk to goalies on game day. They're delicate geniuses. <laughs> Don't touch right? their pads. No, and, and you can talk to a player two hours before a game, but you can't talk to a player an hour before a yeah. game. There's a delicate genius thing to this. Um, honest to God, answer me this question. How many times did you look down at your jersey when you were warming up twenty minutes before a game?
0: Oh. Uh, how how aware were you oh, of your jersey? Very much so. You're very aware of your jersey. Yeah, very much so. And yeah. I kind of, yeah. I, I think I got, got to, to. It's ingrained in you. Um, and I was a St. Albert saint. saint, saint. The coach, coaching. Uh, Doug, Doug messier. messier. Oh, Doug, Doug messier. messier. That's not a coach. That's yeah. a different thing. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. it was like, it's the jersey you're playing for it's that team it's you're playing for the dream. when i went to north dakota we had the indian head on in, in university of north dakota we it was the captain's job before we went out for that first to after warm-up yeah, to squirt the water bottle in the indians face to say where we take care of the indian they indian take care of us that was the whole thing that's how we you you had so much pride in your jersey. The jersey couldn't be thrown on the floor, We right. you were in serious trouble. So how much aware of it was it when I had that flame jersey on? Oh my goodness. It's like so But rare. you
3: would have never, by that time, they weren't doing. No, they weren't doing, more, any, no, they weren't doing any promotion. That yeah. we
0: would wear our white jerseys at home and the dark jerseys
3: yeah, on the road. Ab- absolutely. Because
0: yeah. uh, I guess because white jerseys are harder to keep clean on the road, that's what the reason was. <laughs> so was I aware? Absolutely, I was aware, but it was, and they were super, there was nothing on them but your patch and right. uh, your 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 number and your name right. bar. Um, so what about that kid
3: that's in the crowd that sees his heroes wearing something that signifies him, that he now feels recognized and he now feels like that's me, that's, I'm part of that community. Yeah, it's, How, what's it's the, great. What's... The, what do you mean? It's great.
0: Well, oh, that that's great for that. yeah. That's why we do it. It, it is, but, but that's why we do it. We can't, and it's not. Again, I'd say, on the game, game day, day, it's not. For, for me, it's not the job of that team to make that kid uh, uh, feel that way. So it's, okay, he, during during the day before, when the team was at the hospital visits or right. the they were, at the, let's say the pride parade or whatever it was that they were going to to show the community, the local community what they care about how they care about it
3: your argument is not about wokeness your argument is not about virtue signaling your argument isn't about the choice of what your argument is game, game, day, game day versus so really this is
0: or, or or i'd even be good with i would as a i'm talking from a player and a fan both yeah i'd even be good with Um, which we do between periods, the, or even timeouts when they use timeouts, when it's, you know, military night Mm -hmm. at the dome where the military are there and Mm -hmm. they're supporting them, Mm -hmm. that the flames don't need to be wearing, uh, camo outfits for, to, to make sure that they're taken care of the announcer will do it. The, the, the big screen will do it, but let the players play when the when so between between the periods what i'm
3: hearing from you is we need to peel this onion back a little bit more mm-hmm. what is the role of a professional top in to win professional sports team in a city
0: just it's sadly it it's game day it's to win so you have no because, social responsibility no, no game day no I'm, i i say okay game so day, so game, game day, day you have no social responsibility the team itself can do what you know as i said between whistles and and periods do whatever you have to do but those players have one job and that's to win to win when game day comes that is it because we know if the team's not winning everything else falls apart right the great thing about the city of calgary and being being a part of the calgary flames as a player and Mm -hmm. alumni Mm -hmm. is this ownership group and this management cares so damn much about the community and doing what's right for the community that every possible moment those players can or are allowed to be out in the public they want them doing good things and spreading good messages to uh do the community but yeah i i'll i'll stay on that side of keep Stop, and I say stop diluting. I mean, I mean, with commercial breaks and all the, you know, this face off brought to you by, I know it's just, it's all getting diluted. Yeah. I just, I want more of a pure, um, uh, uh, game again on game day. And if between, okay, fine, a little bit here and there, but leave the players alone, leave the coaches alone. Don't, uh, uh, let them do their job and that. One job, I guess Daryl Sutter's probably a good guy with that because mm-hmm. game day happens. You know, if Daryl sees a player smiling or not yep. quite into it, y- you're gonna you're gonna know uh, this coach definitely doesn't. Uh, ad- and I mean Daryl Sutter mm-hmm. doesn't allow for any distractions on game day. In some ways, I guess as a fan, I would appreciate that when I got to the rink to to watch.
3: I just think there's I I. I... I recognize where you're coming from. I, I also recognize where it comes from mm-hmm. too, right? Which is a different point of view than mine. Yeah. Because I don't have your shared oh, experience and, and, the
0: and stu- all the stuff you were able to do and accomplish when you were with the hitmen and the awareness that it came out of that. Um, well, that's that's what it's it it is. I I, I think it, it's fantastic because mm-hmm. the work you did was fantastic, and it it created that awareness. I'm still going, but once we open that door too too far, right? I'm worried about more dilution of the reason why I got there. I don't want to. What what is the uh, uh, what what is the roughnecks um, come for the par- come for the game, stay for the party? Yeah, I don't want it to be come for the game and then you know all the other stuff. I just want to come for the game and have fun. I could and enjoy it, and and that and 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 escape um, like I do when I you know watch a Netflix series or whatever else. Just escape from it. Right. So, yeah, others others I know. There's so many good causes out there that would love that are fighting, calling the flames every day, going, "Please, can we even get 30 seconds during a game Mm -hmm. time? Can we get a board thing? Can we just get an announcement? Anything? There's so many great causes." And the team tries their best to do that between periods before and yeah. after, uh, but I, you
3: know. I- I'm not gonna call anybody out, but I, I made the mistake of looking down at at, at the uh, notes or at the uh, text that are coming in. And there's still a lot of hate out there.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Still a lot of hate out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And I don't get it, you know, and this is not intended to be political or anything like that. Um. You know, there's, uh, you know, talk about a guy with bodies buried and stuff like that. But, you know, John Wayne had a great old line about, like, you know, I don't bother a man if he doesn't bother me. And, you know, live and let live, right? You know, again, bad example. But, you know, I to me, somebody being happy, that's their decision. What makes them happy is decision. But as I'm looking down at the text line, there's still hate out there. Yeah, it's I'm okay to support them, but I won't support them.
1: Yeah. and
3: and this
0: and it it, it shouldn't even get to that like there's no reason but that's clearly
3: what happened in philadelphia and that's clearly what happened with the rangers and that's clearly why the that pride issue hey uh luke prokop was a a calgary hitman when he came out and and let everybody know that you know he was an openly gay man yeah and he got traded because he wanted to be he wanted to go home so calgary hitman accommodated yeah he went to edmonton and his teammates and his organization supported him, and they had a pride night. Guess what? They got all kinds of hate over it. Yeah. Why? Why do we have to hate? Yeah, I don't know. Right? Okay. So I get my back up when you say I don't want because I want to fight this fight. Yeah. I want to roll up my sleeves, and I want equality, and I want again inclusion. I want people to feel like this is their sport. I want people to see that they are welcome right? And to me, if you're wearing a jersey, uh, 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 probably the most pride I have of anything is what Six, Six was able to do with that Every Child Matters that, jersey. That
0: jersey was cool.
3: Right. But it had nothing to do with the hockey team because we had nothing to do with it. Yeah. It was this their story. They told it, the importance right. of it, residential schools and all of those sort of things, the healing that it is allowed. That is the strength of it. So when I hear you, and, I, and I'm not accusing you, Perry, mm-hmm. I'm just, because I think we've, We've gotten to kind of where you're at on this. This yeah. is the player wants to win. That's the job of the player. My question to you earlier was, if you were wearing an Every Child Matters jersey for a game, would it bother you? Would it affect you? Would it impact you?
0: Uh, no, but I, again, I, it, it's it's not, it's not the political parts of it. It's just the distraction. And, and to me, uh, once that puck is dropped, I, I don't want the distraction because that jersey is going to be when I... There when I get in, and that's something different. And it's really weird when we're looking for, you know, why the t- why is the why is the Flames team lost? I don't know twenty how many twenty something games by twenty. One goal? They've
3: lost the uh, the league best
0: twenty two games by one goal. I'm not gonna say there it's because they had to wear a different jersey. I'm saying that every person in that organization is looking for any sliver of evidence of to what can help them get over that hump. Right, and every part of that. Any part of something that's a a distraction away from the goal
3: is what
0: they're fighting against. But back
3: to my delicate genius's point. At what point does that stop? It it can't. I'll guarantee you right now, mm -hmm. your teams did more day in, day out in the community than current incarnations of any NHL team. uh,
0: Yeah. And and, and part of of that is league or... uh, um, association driven no but also part of it
3: is looking for every edge right that's we bring in sleep doctors (laughs) we're going to put a monitor on you we're going to harness your sleep there's a coach for right there's a coach for everything are we doing too much in the community have we gone and seen johnny and jill too much at the children's hospital i'm not talking about please understand i'm not talking about these flames no oilers anybody i'm just talking about the modern athlete
0: and this is evaluated to your your point this is evaluated every day in every professional sport and college sport and any any highly competitive environment absolutely where they're they're monitoring what players are asked to do and is it too much right is it is it is it and and again you can't you also can't take a group of individuals that are 20 some people and expect them all to have the same uh uh feelings about right that which which is that the part which happened in it was in new york right yep the rangers uh yeah i i don't like the the and i don't remember the player's name oh
3: no philadelphia's oh Pro, philadelphia Provorov wouldn't Ro- 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 wouldn't take the world
0: i'm going okay but at the same time okay you're russian orthodox you really believe it okay i yeah he he truly believe he believes it he is russian orthodox all right and then i'm fine with it but the blow up boy i'm fine with him being russian orthodox and having that discipline. I can't, because otherwise it's, well, all the Russian Orthodox people are, are terrible people because they believe it. The, the beliefs that are out there the, uh, are everywhere. But when it gets into that locker room and now the coach is going, shit, we just divided our locker room because whatever we're supporting today, we're supposed to support. I got three guys in here that want no part of it. And I got, yes, we can sit there and we can help educate and talk and tell them why it's important over and over and over but that coach is now looking at how how are they going to play now th- today are they going to play as good as they what if this hadn't been a distraction this is where this idea I, of the I, distractions for the end of the day these teams professional teams with a hundred million yeah. salaries have to win hockey games right and anyone around them yeah yeah uh, you, you know we can all have our pet projects yeah. that we love yeah like berkey with pride I mean, yeah. it's a perfect example of there's no way berkey was going to be as open to all the other needs in the community because this was his he has a it, love it, for it, it. he's passionate for it and he's going to give it more attention absolutely is that fair to the other uh, uh passions that are out there because why the flames or whoever berkey's with
2: it, Pittsburgh it's now. just
0: a, it's just something i still yeah there's there, sports plays a big role and The players, each individual athlete, have such important roles to play at at influencing people.
3: Yeah, but
0: they're still individuals. I just—they
3: are individuals. But I, I, all due respect, you know I love you. I I give you a kidney if you want it. No, I. Um, But I just—it reeks of delicate genius to me. If putting on a jersey and taking a warm up, even if you don't believe with the cause and just getting through it, you're not asked to do media. You're not asked to do public. Anything you're asked to wear a jersey, if it's gonna be so, oh, it's my religious rights. Okay, fine, whatever. But as a non-religious person, I have to acquiesce, acquiesce to religion all the time. That's okay. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It doesn't bother me, right? But I want to make you know, it's a, it's a problem. If you want to make it a problem, then it's a problem. But I, what's, we're all asked in our everyday lives to do things that aren't our favorite our best or whatever we do them we move on
0: especially a team player
3: right especially a team player so if that is going to be such a distraction to you that it's going to impact your uh, performance we've got bigger issues and i go back to the delicate genius thing
0: but if this guy truly believes because of his the beliefs that he grew up was a russian orthodox uh child and through his whole, whole life that he's then of course it's so against that yeah then he's trying to be true to himself he's trying to be true to himself sure at the same time because he's thinking everything I, I know again I don't agree with no no I, I understand I understand what you're saying he's trying to be true to himself I understand what and you're saying so are the other guys in the room saying I'm trying to be true to myself right. because I want." I want I, to honestly
3: I'm less of I'm honestly less offended with that because you know he's he's citing he's his beliefs, something. right? I'm more upset with the Rangers who went all the way down and then Truba said, "No, we're not doing it." Yeah, I have, and that that's that's you know again we're all yeah I, this is why we're having this conversation yeah. because everybody else is afraid to have this conversation because we can't have this conversation and your side or my side is going to piss off people. The bottom line to me in as far as I am concerned is sport is too valuable a tool. The athletes are too valuable not to have the profile to say, Perry, we'll do it on an off day or we'll do it here. or We'll do it there. Does not have the same impact. I also, and I would go back to Kaepernick because that's where this whole debate really came from. Right. And you you know, that was really the political, the, the biggest politicalization of in
1: modern modern
3: times, right. Except that, At the same time, um, there was millions and millions and millions of dollars being handed out to NFL teams by the military to honor the military. That the the New England Patriots were charging the U.S. military full freight to honor, um, you know. So we're okay with that. We're okay with charging the military to honor the military. (laughs) But this guy who got his advice from a Green Beret takes a knee and we're crapping all over him by the way nobody would have seen it unless a reporter reported it yeah right you know and it does beg that question about the role of of to me it's not so much politics as the, the the social role in sport and that's why i wanted to have this conversation with you because i i it is not i am not right for Maybe fifty percent of this audience. You're not right for maybe the other fifty no. percent. But I want to hear. I want to hear you. I want to understand you. I and, still,
0: and, and that's where it's it's easy for me because it's, I like the purity of the game. Yep. And before and after, fine. Uh, a little in between, fine. But I just want to keep the purity of why watch sports. But I
3: I, I think you can. I think. Um, you but know, again, once it
0: gets started, my my fear, like a lot of stuff, is once it gets started, then it's like whether which I loved what the NHL did with the jerseys on. No, no advertising on jerseys for the longest time, right? They kept. The purity of the jerseys without a bunch of sure. patches all over because right. they know that they look down in europe at all the european teams and they every available- Dude, you were a, a rookie and we
3: were having that yeah. oh my god they're they're gonna bring the european ads yes, over right and,
0: and, you know if you were the leading scorer you had to wear a yellow jersey and your team was wearing red i
3: i and so i just happened to do a morning show on the radio uh when they said oh you can put them on the helmets and a text line blows up oh, where I'm not gonna watch hockey anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's you don't notice it. it you don't notice no. it. If you want to be mad, you will be mad. Yeah. If you want to be upset about something, you will be upset. I will say this: the proudest achievement that I've had in the last five years was working with Dr. Tyler White and Sicka Health on the Every Child Matters game, the jersey, and what that became. And you have to look beyond the announcements, the singing, the dancing, and understand that there was a lot of information shared there. There was a lot of resources shared there. Um, to me, that's impactful. Yeah. The fact that Siksika Health played a huge role in allowing the Calgary Hitmen to play during the COVID uh, bubble, they played a large role in that. Satina played a large role in that. Uh, that, to me, is the uh, the benefit, the, the, the result of standing up and saying, we, we want to give you an opportunity. We want to let people learn about your culture. We want people to come in yeah. here with a smile. I told you yesterday, uh, the coolest thing I've ever seen at the dome was the round dance in the second intermission <laughs> That and is where, very cool. where we completely had a round dance going around the entire mm. concourse. And that was all smiles and fun and everything. But people got an idea got, got exposed to it. They learn a little bit more about the culture. If you're so inclined, you will chase the information right. that to me is what i'm looking for what i'm looking for is a incredible looking black history month jersey being worn as a game jersey and not just as a here it is as a practice jersey right um at the same token i want to see a star wars jersey right like or i want to I see a, or yeah. i want to see a ted uh, uh something for the uh children's hospital yeah or i want to see uh, a peter Mar jersey, right like you know, I want us to get. Is, and,
0: and I guess it would get right back to because you were there in 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 that organization on the business side, trying to create revenue. What just on pure because ultimately, I, I always go back to professional sports about winning and making money. They got to make money because it's got about making million,
3: money. It's you, about winning.
0: You got You have you, it backwards. Okay, make money. There you go. Because they got otherwise, why are they in it? The ownership Correct. want. They, they're going. What am I doing here? Otherwise- and that's
3: why I respect your opinion because you did say. It's a, for me as a player, it's about winning. You're trying to keep
0: your job and you know, you'll keep your job longer. If the team wins, if
3: I buy a franchise and I bring a team, Rob Kerr buys a franchise and brings a team to Calgary. It's about making the community better. Yeah. My Stanley cups, my Memorial cups, my gray cups are off the ice and off the field. Always have been. Yeah. Now, having said that. And you've been very good at that. Well, having said (laughs) that, I also know that to get the requisite attention, to make the requisite impact, you've got to be good enough that people care. The yin yes, and the yang, you do. the yin and the yang, right? You do. Because, you you know, if you're 0 and 82 and you're saving puppies, yeah. nobody cares.
0: No. Well, I when I was with the San Jose Sharks for those right. first two years, and we were the worst team in the league by far, I was going on community uh, visits to all over the place. And I'd show up and it was crickets and it was uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it was people looking past you to go, what the hell are you doing here? Who are you? What is that Jersey? Are you guys the swimming team? Like it it was, so you, when you, as a player, you got to care about winning because you know that right now hundred million dollar payroll, that's a lot of revenue has got to be generated to pay for that payroll alone, just on the the team payroll. And if we're going to have, if, if Murray Edwards, uh, heard a pitch from you that if there were 41 different jerseys made he would you know be able to pay more on on salaries too oh and by the way it also does a lot for the community stuff i'm i probably would it would probably happen but i don't know if that that's why i was asking you were there is that is there more revenue generated uh opportunities by having that many more jerseys or do people just get so diluted with the fact that it's another Jew. i think it's
3: it's, a, it's i think it's not it's clearly not the same conversation but it's a very similar conversation probably divided along very similar lines okay. because there are those you said it before oh my god i can't have a you know i can't have a you know what i mean um and there are a lot of people there were hitman fans that didn't like it i get it i understand it I'm not saying I'm right. I've said this right when I started this program. I want people to listen to this show for information, not affirmation. But please do not confuse facts and my opinion, because they're very rarely the same thing, right?
0: There's, which we talk about before, you are the most passionate guy in Calgary. And when you have a cause, anyone out there listening <laughs> you have a cause in mind you want rob kerr to help with when he bites down on that hook he's all in and yeah. he's going to be relentless in finding whatever they need to do whether it's awareness or raising money for whatever purpose because your right. heart and your passion sure. Bleeds in sure leads but, front I, but of you. I also think it's got to be fun you know the hashtag yeah. is
3: sports is fun, yeah, and and <laughs> the, right
0: the, the event that you did with the media guys who wanted to dress in in uh, cartoon characters yeah. on the yeah. ice, right? That, we, that was unbelievable, right? That was unbelievable. And then,
3: no, but 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 it's sports has got to be fun, and I I sometimes again, you know, I think it's an interesting conversation to have with you because again that intersection of fun but not on game day, right? On professional sports, yeah fun but not on game day.
0: for again do stuff for the fans outside like uh you know the rallies things that oh, they do and all that you're other gonna stuff love this next <laughs> but keep it out of the locker room and on the ice that's that that if I if I am a, a general manager mm-hmm. player mm-hmm. coach for mm-hmm. sure I'm sure the coaches think about even if they're honoring a player in the other team for a thousandth game and yep. they know they got so how long is this going to be delayed? Yep. Well, he was a good player. It's going to be 25 minutes. Yeah. Oh, it's like the world is going to end. And it really disrupts both teams at that point. Am I so allowed to have
3: gritty you? parasail over the ice during a timeout with you on a game day? Can I have gritty float float over the ice, spin around during the TV timeout, land on oh, the other side? Oh, during
0: the TV timeout? Not during the game. Uh, t- during the TV timeout so yeah so that part a player's focused like you're in the middle of the game with that for 30 seconds or 45 seconds players are focused can that i have sing-alongs me.
3: are you okay if we sing, sing sweet yeah. caroline yeah it doesn't again that fo- doesn't bother once you. the
0: game is going all right and it's starting so which part of the jersey is it's the prep it's it's then i don't know that any of that's going to happen and when it happens i know it's going to be quick and it's out of there um the- but to boil down your argument you don't want to come in Get to your stall. You've geared down. The, see, the distraction is the cause. The cause may be fine for ninety percent of the, the people. It may be unbelievable. May be emotional for for five percent of your your team. It right. might be right. maddening to five percent right. It's what you're doing to that locker room when that particular cause, whatever it okay. is, gets included. The coach doesn't want to have a, a, a this, big team meeting. Then to go. Well, this
3: sound, This sounds like I'm trying to win an argument, and I'm not. Yeah. But I just thought of something.
0: Yeah. So
3: back in my old radio days, when we did the shows at the golf courses. Yeah. I should have just not gone.
0: How okay. come? I hate golf.
3: <laughs> it yeah. It was distracting to me.
0: Well, I'm yeah. a professional. Well, That's what I got to do.
3: I got to do a sports correct. show, but I'm at a golf and I don't but, like
0: golf. But this te- the teams have I'm, an and option. And by the way, I don't mind the, golf. The, I'm just the, making The it teams up. have an option. What's they that? Do to do it or not to do it. The teams will decide whether to distract or not distract. This is or the, the first time
3: this has happened. D- distract, These or are the, distract. This is the first time this has happened. Or at least the first time it's ever become public. Yeah. There, there, was, there have not in the past what again it comes back to and unfortunately I, i've seen it already a little bit on on some of the texting here is we do live in a fractured society oh, there God, is an, yeah. un- an angry un- an angry society and yeah. an us versus them society and i'm trying to live in a society that live and let live if you don't impact me if you're not have you know go ahead it does not bother me it and you know please feel free to to you know to to, to practice your religion as you see fit i'm not part of it so leave me yeah. out of it Right. And, and all of that. And it's an, this is an inclusive show. It's, it has to be, we have to do a better job of listening to each other. We have to do a better job of giving each other space. We also have to understand our journeys, right? We have to understand our journeys. And that's why I appreciate the perspective you put on it, Perry, because I have never looked at it from the player. I always looked at it from the cause, the marketer, the fan, all of these things and it checks all those boxes, but you've made the case from a player's perspective, that it's a distraction. And every time I try to poke a hole in there, you've been able to steal, right? Well, and, and,
0: and and we'll go back again to if you're owning a team, unless it's just play money, you want to make money number one, and you got to win number two. And the other stuff are nothing but distractions. That's how come it's no, 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 most of the time, unless wait, that's a marketing opportunity. Okay, we'll do that. Or that's a community, uh, an initiative that doesn't distract because this coach and, and I know we're getting right into, we're almost we're getting close to why we've ripped through I I know through two hours don't worry about it Tyler's well, the only Tyler's we, the only guy we got to worry about <laughs> I, I um we have I forget what the heck I was talking about you now I don't even remember now but it was good it was, it was a very good.
3: it was a very good argument you
0: I'm, I'm, know I'm going to see right after this what's that Who lives close Who's? Colin Patterson yes Patterson.
3: Yeah, he lives over here
0: he's yeah. a couple blocks away i'm gonna go see him
3: well you could bring this conversation up see what he thinks yes there you go right uh noodle. so would it bother you <laughs> um if we took a superhero player in a k trainer so a, a device that they could skate with and brought them out with the, the flag and had them line up at the blue line with you when the anthem was
0: being see called? i'd love all, I, I as a per- personally, I love No,
3: I, that's that. not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you as the player, because you have mm-hmm. brought to the attention that yeah. our now, job no, is to win. Player,
0: I, I, as a player, I am. I, I'm speaking, I'm really more speaking from that team aspect. It's, you're worried about the distractions for certain people. And you don't know who that dis- who's going to be distracted or motivated. Right. And sometimes that motivated part is why the coaches or managers are going, yeah, bring them in there. Okay. It, it's, it's, it's purely a lot of this is per on game days. It's selfishness. It's a hundred percent selfishness. Yeah. Is it going to help us win? Yeah. That's the only thing that they care about. If it's going to even take one AOD away from the ability to win, You're gonna you'll see, you'll segment. see pushback. You're
3: going to love this next segment. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> uh, we are in the Oodle Noodle studios. Uh, we bring the heat. Try their butter chicken mac and cheese, their Kung Pao noodles, their Bangkok Pad Thai classic, and they've got vegetarian gluten-friendly options. Pick up and delivery, two locations, 1244 17th Avenue Southwest, 105 Main Street North in Airdrie. It's the final mile here this afternoon. A couple things before we go home. Um, I gave a reading assignment. So this is the second show in a row oh, yeah. that I throw out a reading assignment. Um, I think there's some great articles out there. I want to draw attention to them. and I, And I think you know, people are kind of looking for this. So today's is the athletics NHL '99. there's a long one, by the way, because there's 99 long form interviews to I read. I loved
0: how they they didn't they uh, release ten each time. Mm-hmm. That was so cool the yeah. way they did that. I love that.
3: Yeah, project uh, ranking the greatest players in modern NHL history. So if I'm giving out a reading assignment, what do you think about the idea? Because I want some sort of interaction here. Do you think on Friday? that I should give the good listeners of of this stream and the podcast a homework assignment. Sure. Love should it. I post it on the website and go, "Here's two or three things that we've talked about this week. Yeah. Give me your feedback Love on it. this." Is that the way should I be giving homework I, for this I, program? Cuz I don't think there's any homework on the Barnburner.
0: I'd like I'd like to say that I miss homework cuz I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe this kind of maybe call it something else. Not a homework. What Simon? what do you call it?
3: Well, remember we did the. Um, this came up on my LinkedIn a little while ago. Remember when we did the GM plans? Oh yeah, like that was the most screwed up idea that was. That turned out the best thing <laughs> we've ever done, sort of thing. But I love the idea of of giving some opportunity to our listeners to participate in what we're doing. Yeah, and I just I think the best way might be rather than looking for a quick tweet, text, or something like that. Maybe, you know, every Friday put a little homework on the... That's I mean, I, like, I agree with you. Maybe That's it needs good. a different name, but put different it on name. the website, share it on social, and then you project? have... A project. A weekend project. And then you have till Monday's show to get it back to me. And then Monday and Wednesday I can kind are you of... you grade the papers? I'm going to grade the papers. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's homework. <laughs> All right. Um, before we go home today, do you know who the Savannah Bananas are?
0: You were telling me the other yeah. day on the phone. I...
3: Pray every morning at the altar of Jesse Cole, the owner, the founder of the Savannah Bananas, who I believe is the modern day Walt Disney, who I believe is having a bigger impact on sport uh, than any single individual right now. He is the man that is fighting back against uh, the uh, old white guy mentality that we have in sport. He is the man that exemplifies sport is fun. If you've never watched a Savannah Bananas game, go on to YouTube and find them. They're there. The best part is they put the full hour warm up there because they have a minimum of 50 different entertainment things that happen before their game starts. Um, I don't believe they are for everybody. I don't believe that all sports can go this way, but I do believe that they should be having a huge, a bigger impact on teams, particularly in Canada. We are for some reason resident resident. We just were hesitant to get involved in entertainment. Yeah. last night in Vegas, there was you could tell there was entertainment going on. Yeah. And I think the, the guys here do a great job. I just don't think the mandate, uh, I went to Edmonton before Christmas saw my first oiler game in many, many years. And it was just like, this is it. Like you're in a brand new building. This is it. But when you can throw 97 over the boards, that's entertainment enough. Yeah, that's right. True. So I think, you know, Vegas, Nashville, all these places, but, but the Savannah bananas are different. And I wanted to share this with you. Um, are you, are you on TikTok? No. Okay. Um, this, this is the, this is the uh, LinkedIn tweet here, or the text of it. Uh, they have 1 billion views on their <laughs> TikTok account, 100 million likes on their TikTok account, they have 4.2 million followers of their TikTok account. Until, up until last year, they were in a coastal wooden bat league, college league, played 48 games. Oh, wow. They're not even single-A baseball. That's what we're talking about. The New York Yankees have 1 million TikTok followers. The LA Dodgers have 798,000 TikTok followers. The Calgary Flames have 95,000 TikTok followers this minor pro baseball team has 4.2 million followers and that graphic up there you talk about social media and the impact that it has on our lives uh his his lessons were start before you're ready you don't hear that in business school do you no No. Uh, be willing to experiment you can't be risk adverse quantity leads to quality if I heard, oh, we can't send that out. We can't send it. We, we're sending people to stop, they'll stop following this on so followers. If we we burden them, we, 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 quantity oh, will lead to quality. Serve over sell. Yeah. Serve your fans. Tell them what you're doing. Show them what you're doing. Tell them why they should be part of it. They'll come, they'll buy, they'll buy, they'll buy, they'll buy. I thought this was such an incredible thing when you can take a small little upstart baseball team they've been in, in in business since 2016 and sold out every single game since wow and now they are the harlem globe trotters of baseball they have they've taken themselves out they travel they tour around they're playing major league baseball parks they're playing small parks they're all over north america they've created another team called the party animals they have a dancing umpire um the fans are in th- this, this, I, I'm absolutely. Are eager. they coming
0: to Calgary? That's what I want.
3: That's to why I'm starting this today. I'm starting the drum beat to bring the Savannah Bananas to Okotoks. I want them to play out at. at would you
0: play the banana song when they?
3: I will play many songs, <laughs> uh, and that's another thing we got to get to. Um, yes, banana phone. That, we would <laughs> play banana, banana phone. phone. That's what we play. Banana phone. I just like. I just want people to understand. Like, this is a guy that was told he couldn't do it now. Different scenario, Perry. These players, some of them have gone on, started there, and are in the major leagues. But now they're starting to bring – because now they're not a a college team anymore. They're starting to bring in former major leaguers. They had Mm. Spaceman Bill Lee pitching for him last year at 75. That's pretty cool. He had a heart attack in a game too. That's a legit story. That
0: doesn't happen every time. No.
3: Um, But they've broken the rules, and they're risk-averse, and they don't have players – this isn't about winning. This is about fun. Right. And if you can't haven't seen them, please seek them out. One billion views. <laughs> yes, one billion, billion. <laughs> billion. <laughs> um, oh, this show needs a theme too. We were one weekend. We don't have a theme. We're going to work on that. Okay. So,
0: all righty. That's it. First three are in the books. That was fun. Thank you. Rip by. Yeah, it did. And, and I, I miss Eric. Because I was excited, I thought this is as close as we'll, I'm going to get we'll, to seeing
3: him. We'll get that figured out, and we'll get you back in on one of his visits and That's everything awesome. like that. Yeah, uh, coming up on Monday, Adam Seaborn uh, from Playmaker Capital and Ryan Pike, managing editor of Flames Nation, Calgary in Colorado uh, tomorrow night. Right now, one point back of the ABS actually for the second wild card spot, and then the Flames are home uh, next week for a couple of games, uh, Boston and Toronto before the trade deadline. The trade Yeesh. deadline one day, uh, one day, one week away from today. Perry, always a pleasure. Tyler, thanks so much for your help. For you guys, it's nice to be back. We will see you. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.
2: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free